It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking... She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. Every single time that we listen to this and you hear me say, pandemonium, Heather, you laugh every single (laughs) time. Yeah, you laugh at pandemonium every time. Huh, that's interesting. Hey, let's just get into it today because we have a special friend here today. Welcome, Chef Justin. Welcome, Chef Justin. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Super excited to be here. We are super excited to have you here. Um, This is our first guest seat since um, the coronavirus uh, has broken out. So it's really nice to have somebody in here with, I mean, other than Brian. Brian doesn't count. (laughs) He doesn't count. We're used to him. Yeah, so it's really fun to have you here and I can't wait to talk to you today about food and about Heather's and I's inability to produce quality food. Oh yeah. Yeah, we need to have a little discussion about that. We for do. Sure. We definitely do. So tell us a little bit first, just tell us who you are. Who is yeah. Chef Justin Justin? What you doing here today? Absolutely. So I'm the culinary ambassador for the state of Florida. I work full time for the Department of Agriculture and I teach um, not only Floridians, but everybody in this entire country that wants to know what's being grown, when and where, and then how they can simply incorporate that into their diets in a healthy and fun manner. Okay. So we get you get to teach people like what's growing locally and what's in season and what they can use fresh and local in what they cook, right? Absolutely. All those things are, are super important uh, when we're talking about food and diet and really our wellness on a uh, not only just a, a daily level or a yearly level, but an hourly level, right? We, we mm-hmm. all know what we put in our body has an immediate uh, response and, and can help not only how we feel physically, but mentally as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. When we see the Fresh from Florida logo on things, is that your department? Is that Yeah, that's our umbrella. So we're, we're, we're mandated um, to do, do the marketing for agriculture. You know, agriculture is the number two business in the state of Florida, only behind tourism. So we're talking hmm. billions of dollars a year, really one of the main driving engines, um, you know, for this, this state, only behind tourism. So it is a huge business. And a lot of people say, you know, well, why does Department of Agriculture need a chef? Well, really what we're talking about here is food, you know, and who better to, to help explain food and, and how to easily incorporate than a food professional. So it's it's really a lot of fun. Are, is Florida the only state that has a U? Yeah, it's it's been like that for a long time. I think there there are some other states starting to jump on board with that. Now, just about every state has a, a state chef in their governor's mansion, mm-hmm. um, which I've worked there. Yeah, a you long did that, time. right? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. a long time as well through through several governors. But um, you know, a full time state agriculture chef is a, is a very rare rare thing. So um, it's it's incredibly fun, and and the job is super varied, and and you know, I, I'm I'm just loving it. When I think about a chef, 
I just I assume that's somebody working in a restaurant. Yeah, totally. So I mean, what is your job like? Yeah, I I get that a lot. You know, I mean, I, I was executive chef at, at restaurants and I was working sixty hours a week plus. Just you know, and it chews you up and spits you out if, mm-hmm. if you can't uh, deal with that. It's a it's a hard life. So. You know, I, I knew I needed to start looking around at what I could do. So so I um, found this job and about 60 other chefs applied and went through a pretty rigorous process to, to get the job. And I've been there about 14 years now. So wow. super thankful. And, um, you know, the, the stuff we do, the bottom line is I really believe in it. Um, you know, because what I'm doing is, is really teaching people to have better relationships with food, better mm-hmm. relationships with the people that grow our food and harvest our food and and better ways and getting more comfortable in the kitchen as well because yeah. you know we all know that's that's where life a lot of life happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely i want to talk about how you got into this as your profession like what what led you to this did you grow up in a household where food was important and cooking was important like I, I, I'm kind of worried about what I'm teaching my own children, <laughs> and I want to know kind of how you grew up and what you're doing with your son yes. you know, to promote good food culture. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I was always fascinated with what was going on in the kitchen. You know, so my mom's an excellent cook. My grandmother was a phenomenal cook. My father, a really great cook as well, too. So I was always really curious what was going on and. You know, uh, luckily that was fostered and I was able to just uh, learn by watching and that spurred my creativity. And also, you know, um, being raised by a single mom was kind of a latchkey kid. So I would come home from school and start making myself a little food and I Hmm. enjoyed that. So just, you know, little things throughout life kind of led me into that. And and I kind of knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to work with food. I didn't quite know how. I wanted to do it or what I was going to do or where I was going to end up. Of course, we never know. But thankfully, um, you know, I've been been on the right path with it. And, and I'm doing things that I love and get to represent this amazing state of Florida that we live in. So it's it's really good. I don't let my kids, like, use knives. I'm not comfortable yeah. with knife skills. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like I know what knife to select. Like, how do you <laughs> – did your mom, like, teach you? Did she just, like, I, that's one of the things that really floors me. Like, I don't have good knife skills. I don't want to cut up chicken. Like, part of why I don't cook is because that's gross. Yeah. I don't want to do that, and I don't ever have the right knife. I never like, know if I'm using the correct tools the correct way. I mean, right. I, I will, I, I get the job done. Sure. But I never, like, there's, there's, there's knives in my knife thing that <laughs> they're shaped different ways, and I, I'm not positive which one I'm like there's one that's long and skinny I never use that one yeah yeah probably a a, a slicer knife Um, yeah you know to have the right tools in the kitchen is a good thing but you know there are so many different ways to skin a cat or cut a tomato that um, you know, I could Don't say skin a cat. Yeah, skin a cat. And, well, and then cut a tomato. <laughs> like, what kind of chef are you? <laughs> Whoops. No. no. Okay, okay. Okay. No, we're not we're not cooking manatee steaks or anything like that. Uh, no, no. So, so, yeah, you know, knowing, knowing your, your kitchen equipment. And, and there is a huge market out there of, of uh, people that try to sell you gadgets to make your life easy in the kitchen. And most of those things we really don't need. You know, it's really a simple. What simple is like stuff. in a chef's core 
toolkit. Yeah, just a couple sharp knives, you know, a good chef's knife, about eight inch knife, um, a good paring knife, which is your little small one. And really the key to the knives, and then maybe a good bread knife, which would be a serrated mm-hmm. knife. I know about that one. A serrated mm-hmm. knife, mm-hmm. yeah. So those those three are, are real good to start with, and you can do just about anything with that. So staying simple, but, but also with kitchen stuff, those kind of things like knives and pots and pans, you want to buy um, really good stuff because you probably have those for the rest of your life if you buy buy nice stuff, and mm-hmm. it's worth it. I have a cast iron griddle that mm-hmm. was like my great grandma's. Oh, it's yeah. the best. Yes, it's the I best thing there is. That's a family heirloom. Right I there. can that like. I can't make a lot of things, but I can make a better grilled cheese than either one of you. Oh, oh. <laughs> now we okay. might need to have a grilled cheese off okay. because I have a kid at my house that will swear to you that my grilled cheese is the best in the world. Oh, I, honestly, no. either one of you would probably beat me, but <laughs> I have a tool that I can provide you so that you can make yours even better. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have some kitchen gadgets that are like kind of in the category of as seen on TV, <laughs> and I absolutely love them all right and so the um pampered chef chopper okay. where you put like i use it for onions like slap chop style i don't know what that is <laughs> i don't know what that is it's either. the one where you put it it's like there, there's you a go, little ch- dome ch- 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 and you you put your stuff in the little dome and then you just like yeah yes yeah, pound chop. on top of it nice mm-hmm. yeah love that oh, that's cool and then i also have the spiralizer yes for like zucchini yeah, and stuff zucchini noodles and then yeah you can make the zucchini noodles that sounds super yeah. fun. it's really really cool i love I like it that. yeah, yeah so i have great. that and i have like um i have i have knives i yeah. only use like steak knives really like i use those <laughs> for everything everything <laughs> just grab a steak knife and um yeah pretty much and and but i do have i still have the pots that i receive as a wedding gift wow and, um, you know, I think that, I mean, they're still hanging in there. And I do have a cast iron griddle that never gets, I mean, you know how to care mm-hmm. for a, yeah. a southern woman knows how to care for a cast iron yeah, griddle, even if you never use it. My mother would not like the way that I care for mine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I do it right. <laughs> but it gets such little use. I mean, like, it, it's such little use. So let's talk about... Uh, Heather, you and I both have picky eaters. Yes. My kids eat a lot of raw food, which is good. Um, But they also eat a lot of it. Like if I buy a bunch of carrots, the carrots get washed and they eat them. Like with the greens on them. They like the green on the end, like (laughs) like Bugs Bunny, like they're Bugs Bunny. Those are real carrots. Yeah, Yeah. real carrots. Yeah. (laughs) So they eat that. They eat like... I am so bad. I don't even want to like slice up a cucumber for them. Like I am that lazy with food. I buy things that are already like if I'm going to eat steak, I don't have a grill. I would rather eat food on a grill. I don't have that. So I'll buy like Publix makes this. It's like a steak and it's got like cheese and spinach rolled inside the steak. And all you got to do is put it in the oven for 45 minutes. And that's the extent of my cooking. So here's a question that I have for you. What do you consider to be cooking? Because I'm a, I'm a health coach. People ask me sometimes for my recipes, and I have to explain. I am a health coach. I, just because I like eating healthy food doesn't mean that I know how to cook healthy food. Yeah. Or that I, you know, have great recipes. Like, my recipes are get some vegetables out of the fridge and put them on a plate. Like, right. And so I wonder, at what point is it considered cooking? Because I can heat something up for you, and I can give you something to eat. 
but I don't know that it's in the category of cooking. Yeah. Right. You know, I think that's that's a that's a great question. I think when you when you put several factors together to to bring forth a complete dish, you know, that's that's full on cooking. But but I certainly don't want to discount just the simple cutting of raw veggies in your fridge. You know, all that's prep work and kitchen work and all that takes time and effort. Right. But we have to start thinking of it really as an investment in ourselves an investment in our family. You know, Chris, you may not like to get in there and cut that cucumber, but <laughs> if you do, hopefully the kids will eat it yeah, and you'll know they they're do. getting something, yeah. you know, a little extra healthy. So it, it does take some investment. And, and I talk to so many different people and they don't want to, you know, they, it, it's a burden. I don't have time to cook and this, that, and the other thing. And it's true, but but I can sit here and tell till, till I'm blue in the face, you know, I mean, and everybody knows what you put in your body is how you're going to feel. And you really got to eat to live. I mean, look. In this country, we have a huge diet-related problem, and a lot of sickness is caused by eating bad food mm-hmm. in this country. So it is crucially imperative that we start teaching our children more and more about food and specifically how to cook. When we can cook, you know, we take a lot of the guesswork out because we know what we're putting in our body. We know how much salt is going, how much fat, all those kind of things mm-hmm. that, that we need to monitor throughout our lives, especially as we get older. But, you know, when we go out to eat so much, we lose control of that stuff. So cooking is super important. And, and kids, you know, they really can have a lot of fun with it. Like I've gone into schools all over the state and taught kids of many different ages about cooking. And, you know, I can go in there and I can show up you know, with a, with a nice big bowl of Florida guacamole that I made that is delicious mm-hmm. that most people love. And they'll, they'll look at it and they'll say, ooh, what is that it's green, green slop? Mm-hmm. I am not going to try that. But when I get them together and they get to see the avocados, when they get to tear the cilantro, when they get to squeeze the lime and help and take ownership of it, mm-hmm. then they really, really, you know, are, are more into eating it. So I think that's really a lot of the key is getting those kids in the kitchen, getting them small, simple, little tasks to get mm-hmm. going on and, and build their confidence. I would love to have you come to my house. We could do a whole no, my reality show on this <laughs> where you reality. come to my house and it's like super nanny, but it's going to be like super chef where like, you know how the parents can't get the kids to behave, and so the super nanny comes right. and mm-hmm. teaches mm-hmm. the parents how to be parents to their kids. So I need Chef Justin to come to my house and test the theory. Don't steal my Chef Justin. <laughs> <laughs> test the theory that if the kids help make the food, they'll eat it, because I have tested that theory, and it failed. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and it's not everything for sure, Yeah, you know, but but you do have to get them in there, and, and they need to learn. And, and like Chrissy was saying, with the, with the knife things mm-hmm. um, and the kids, it is tough, um, you know, but, but start with uh, just a butter knife instead of a steak knife, mm-hmm. and let them cut some soft things, and you know, tell them, you know, keep those little fingers back. And, yeah, and, if and I knew how to use a knife mistakes. better, I could probably. I have no problem better. with my kids using knives. Yeah? I'm fine with it. Like, mm. my little one, he likes to, he does like, well, they both love to eat fruit. And so my little one will slice up an apple or a peach. And I've not been concerned about it. I feel like if you cut your finger, then you learn how to not do, like, you know, you learn you learn how to not do it next that yeah. way next time. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't like my kids to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little overprotective about it. Okay, fair enough. A little overprotective about it. I like what you were talking about, though. I think I, I 
I wanted to have you on here, and I told you this when, when we walked in here, because I think that you're a chef who really responsibly balances flavor and health. And I want you to kind of talk about that a little bit, you know, because um, I know that there are chefs who are just like, everything is good because I put eight pounds of butter in it, you know, sure. and that is delicious. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to say that's not delicious. That's the but secret ingredient to my grilled cheese. Uh, every grilled cheese that's the right that's the secret <laughs> ingredient yeah mm-hmm. yeah lots of butter um but yeah talk to us about how to balance those things and how to just i guess be mindful of making something that tastes really good that also is good for our bodies yeah i mean you know as, as a chef it is super important to be responsible with the food that we prepare and that includes you know making sure that there are a good range of options on on your menu, right? If I was a chef in a restaurant, I'd make sure that I had a wonderful range of options, um, you know, for things that are high, more high in fat and sodium and things that, that are even, you know, down on the other spectrum that without dairy and things like that because it's, it's really important to be sensitive to all the, the food allergies and dietary restrictions of, of everybody that, that goes out to eat. Um, so there, there are a lot of different things, but yes, balance, you know, just like the key to life, right? Um, you know, there, a lot of people, you know, I'll tell them they need to start eating healthier or, you know, chef, I've tried to eat healthy, but it just doesn't taste good. And the flavor, well, there are lots of ways to get great flavor without salt and fat, which are two of the most common things that people use to, to get mm-hmm. those. Like, you know, for, for us, I grow a lot of uh, fresh herbs at my house. I mean, we're here in Florida. Those things grow like crazy. So I think everybody should be growing fresh herbs on their porch and patio. Great way to just run out there. I pull some herbs off, throw it in my dish, and it's killer flavor without a lot of the bad stuff. But balance is with everything. I mean, you know, I usually go light throughout the week, and then I'll hit, uh, you know, a little harder on the weekend with mm-hmm. my sugar and fat and those kind of things. But it is, it is a big balance. One thing I really appreciate about um, somebody who understands the culinary calendar and the agricultural calendar is I am not in tune with what is seasonal except for the really obvious things. And so sometimes somebody will say, oh, you'll, you know, in, in June, I just love the asparagus or in August, it's time for tomatoes or whatever. And so that's really interesting to me when somebody is in tune with what's seasonal and can cook based on what is going to taste the best at that time of year because the conditions, it's not like we're manufacturing this 365-day growing period for the Mm -hmm. same thing, you know? Like strawberries are really good at a certain time of the year and then really flavorless at other times of the year. And so it's always interesting to me when somebody understands what is going to taste good when. Yeah. So what is your favorite summertime vegetable? Wow. Okay. Summertime vegetables. There's so many. I it probably would be sweet corn really mm. kind of gets me into that, that summer mood for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so delicious. I'll even nip it right off the cob without even cooking it sometimes. It's so sweet. And I have fond memories of uh, my grandmother cooking sweet corn, having it for dinner at night, and then I'd wake up the next morning and she'd be making these corn fritters and put syrup over it. And I mean, man, gives me the uh, the chill bumps just kind of thinking about it, you know? And, <laughs> and that's one of the wonderful things about food is it just locks in so many wonderful memories throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. They just kind of 
they go hand in hand. And so not only memories, but and we were talking about our kids in the kitchen earlier too, but there's so many lessons other than just the pure cooking. I mean, we're Absolutely. talking about math, mm-hmm. science, <laughs> culture. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just an incredible amount of lessons to be discovered in the kitchen that pertain to, to our life. And these are real life lessons that we're going to use and that will serve us for the rest of our lives. So kids, yeah. kids cooking it is, really, is it, phenomenal. Heather and I have talked before on the show about like what will our children's memories of food be with us and i'm like is my kid is it going to be the wendy's drive-thru like oh my mom always took us to wendy's you know like and yeah i've had I, the same concern like I am more all the of things a, mom picked up i'm more of a baker i will bake but i would like uh, the reason i like baking is because it's like one step at a time yeah. and there's no multitasking like when i'm cooking like a meal like a nice meal which i can do if i must it, there's so it's it, it's not fun for me. Like for a lot of people, there's a lot of joy in it. It's it's you know it's it's relaxing and it's you know a way to escape all the pressures of their life. For me, it's overwhelming. For me, it's oh my god, that one's gonna burn and I got to do this and the timer on that and is everything gonna come out at the same time and it's a lot of stress for me. Yeah. And, and that is like that's why I like baking. But I wish that I could get more into cooking a meal for several reasons. One, you can. I mean, if you bake once a week, it's too much, honestly. Like, who needs cookies at all times in their house, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's not – I can't produce something super healthy, usually, if I'm baking. You know, baking is largely carb-based, you know? Um, so I, I would like to transition to cooking more, and I would love it if I could find a way to drive more joy out of that process, yeah. you know? I think, you know, you just got to get into your thing, whatever that is, whether it's putting some good tunes on in the kitchen and just getting a, a smile on your face and getting in there and having fun without a bunch of pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, carving yourself out some time, you know, each day or every other day, whatever it is for mm-hmm. you to do those kind of things. and. It, and you'll begin to build more confidence and you'll begin to gain more more enjoyment mm-hmm. from it as well. And I, I My kids really like, because I guess probably because we bake, the easiest transition is like we do meatballs and stuff, like stuff that you can, you yeah. know, kind of mash around in or that yes. you can, you know, like they like stuff like that. And we can we can make a nice pan of meatballs. We can do a sauce, like we can buy like the base tomato sauce and like add stuff in. But I, I don't really consider any of that that we've actually cooked something that we've really made something oh i think that's cooking yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely i enjoy cooking when people are giving me positive feedback like if i have adults at my house that are going to actually eat the food that i make Mm, then then i really do and get enjoy it um but the scenario at my house right now is that I cook a meal and then my husband and I eat it and then the boys don't really eat it. And so I feel like, well, why did I do that? Because now I've got all this food and we're not really leftover people. So it ends up being like we make these snack meals, right? you know, and we really just have elaborate snacks, which I'm fine with. That may be a better way to eat, actually. I'm fine with that. Maybe a better way, you know, Yeah. have smaller meals. Then my parents come to visit and it's like, oh, yeah, we have peanut butter and jelly crackers for dinner. <laughs> but, you know, you know, as Americans, we waste about 30% of what we buy at the grocery store, I, which on, is absolutely. insane. I and have a big problem up, with that. That's, that's a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I try to, to really be careful about that because, you know, I don't mind spending extra money on, on food because it's, it's what I do. So I'm oftentimes I'm looking for the absolutely natural choice, 
or the organic choice if I can, and certainly the, the low-fat and low-sodium versions as well. And there is wonderful versions of all those things out pretty much now. So It's a lot easier to eat healthier it than is. it used to be and have a wider variety of food. Absolutely. And I am super picky about the quality of my food. Yes. And sometimes, especially working with health coaching clients, people will tell me, oh, well, it's so expensive to eat healthy. And I, I, I understand why they say that, but I also feel like it's the most important investment that Absolutely. you're making. Mm-hmm. And, and I it, will skimp on other areas of my yeah. budget to have more money going towards food. It may be more expensive in the short term, but maybe in the long term when yeah. we talk about food-related disease and Absolutely. medical problems, mm-hmm. you know, there's no comparison. So anything you could do now... And, you know, real quickly, Heather, I want to circle back, and, and you were asking me about um, cooking in season mm-hmm. and the different fruits and vegetables that are, and knowing when those are available. So I got a little challenge for all the listeners okay. out there, and especially for the two of you. Ooh, right? we like a so, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. So okay. here it is. So, so what I'd like you to do is to go to the grocery store, go to the market, and look and see what is fresh, what is beautiful, what is healthy, and buy a few of those things, right? And then once you get home, do your research and find the awesome recipe that utilizes those, those ingredients instead of the other way around, right? Because okay. as Americans, like you said, we're so used to being able to go into the grocery store and buying a tomato any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Tomatoes don't grow all year round, exactly. especially not here in Florida. So it is it is important. You know, when we buy tomatoes in December, they're coming from another country or somewhere else. So, so eating seasonally. And, you know, I, I really believe nature provides the kind of nutrients that our body really needs at those times of year. So I it's, agree. it's really a natural thing. It's really cool that, to think about. But I like that. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, um, you were talking about growing herbs at your house, and I've noticed more friends during this um, stay-at-home time that we're in right now who are, you know, they're growing tomatoes. Yeah. They're growing, they, they're trying a little, you know, I have. There. I've started. Yeah, and and I think that that's really nice to see. And I think that I mean, most of us don't really grow our own stuff anymore. And when you do, when you have that little bit of investment in it, you know, that extra step that makes it more yours. Like I used to have a little garden a couple houses ago, and in the summer, for some reason, the only thing that I could grow very very well and very reliably was okra. And Yum, it though. formed my relationship with okra. Yeah. Like, I was like, look at this. And and you had to get it, like, th- there's, like, you have to harvest it, like, immediately. Because yes. it will grow by oh, yeah. by 8 p.m. Like, if, if you don't get it at, like, 5 <laughs> o'clock, by 8 o'clock it's too big and you can't even eat yeah. it. Like, Seriously? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, Whoa. and I know this about okra and I know <laughs> when to get okra and I know about it because I grew it for a mm-hmm. while, you know? And it was a lot of fun. One I, of I, my favorite memories is um, being with my grandfather picking on green beans yeah. in his garden. Snapping the ends. Snapping the ends. Yes. And you know, I just, and I love green beans, and I love crisp green beans. Mm. And I, I do feel like it's that connection that has helped me mm-hmm. to, to, to develop a taste for them. Yes. Yeah, that like memory and mm-hmm. nostalgia and that tactile piece of it, mm-hmm. you know, that you know exactly where it came from. It, it was a, a bonding point with, you know, someone that you loved. I really like the idea of eating seasonally and eating locally. 
um, especially when I think about the ecological effect of transportation, of how much it costs to get our food to us from other um, places in the country. Certainly. And um, I don't want to have the responsibility of having my own garden, but I really do like the idea of buying from the farmer's market. And so, like, people who actually enjoy growing food can grow their food, and then I'll buy it from them. And I figure that's seasonal because that's it's coming great. from a local garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I do like your challenge. I take your challenge Sweet. of going and finding yeah. something mm-hmm. interesting and then going home and figuring out what to how to make it. How are you going to yeah. cook it? Yeah. 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 I, I used to get a, a CSA way. box, and I would have to do the same thing because okay. I'd, I'd get this weird yeah, stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what this is even. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that my daughter, like, if we see a new fruit, like something that we have not eaten before, yeah. if we see something new, we're going to buy it for that's, sure. Like 100%. Yeah. We're going to buy it and we're going to test it out. And she has been on the hunt. And it must not be in season anymore. She only likes the yellow dragon fruit. Oh, yeah, the yellow ones. Uh-huh. And it's on our list I understand always. That. And they haven't had it for the past, like, three or four weeks. I might know yeah. some people. Ooh, all right. Give me some yellow dragon fruit. My, you got the black mark you, forever. Oh, man. Um, I've, I've yeah. been to a dragon fruit farm down in uh, South Florida near Homestead, and they're incredible. They grow on these big cactuses. It's just wow. a wonderful thing. And, you know, speaking of that, and kids and, and gardens, you know, and those are great things for them to do because they can simply help grow the herbs as well and, and tomatoes as well. And, you know, kids go to the grocery store, and they're aware of farms and that things grow on farms, but they're so used to seeing food in packages and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. So I, it is important to get kids to farms as well to let them really see and experience those things. My son and I um, went uh, blueberry picking oh, last week, and mm-hmm. we do that every year and um, just really, really enjoy some of those simple pleasures and then going home and, and making something wonderful with what we harvested with What'd our you own make? hands, even though... We made several different fun uh, blueberry things. We made a a nice tart that we put some cream cheese in and Mm -hmm. and a bunch of uh, citrus zest as well. So um, lots of good stuff. And then he's been eating a ton of uh, parfaits just with uh, low-fat Greek yogurt and a little healthy granola and fresh blueberries and some wildflower Florida honey. Boom. He's a happy little child. What does his lunchbox look like? Yeah, so uh, when he was going to school. Back in the days when there was school. Yeah, Yeah, no. um, So usually uh, it was uh, hummus and uh, crackers, fresh veggies, uh, whether carrot sticks or celery, and then um, cut fruit, very simple stuff like that. I mean, my my son is a a wonderful eater, um, and – a lot of that has been making him, like you said, you guys like to try fruit, different things mm-hmm. that you haven't. So we, we do that all the time. If there's something that he hasn't tasted and he knows now, it's a rule that he has to at least try it. Mm-hmm. So those have been, been really wonderful things. But his palate has, has been great, and I've been fortunate. And, and, you know, all of our palates do change and develop as we grow older and we get mm-hmm. into different things. So it's important to feed that and kind of nurture those and, and, and encourage it. But you know, my son will slurp down raw oysters and eat shrimp, and um, you know he loves to chow on broccoli. But but I've been stuffing all kinds of crazy food in front of him his whole life. Right. So right. Yeah. He's he's definitely a chef's chef's kid. So if you've got a child who say eats ninety percent of his calories in pu- Publix chicken tenders, <laughs> um, ha- give me like a guide to transition into other chicken dishes and things that maybe have more yeah, variety yeah um 
you know, I think you're probably trying to go maybe from from a fried chicken to maybe a, a grill or grilled grill chicken. seared. He'll do grilled. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. a good start mm-hmm. to step down, and mm-hmm. then you know, trying to add some more veggies or, or somehow he eats a lot or, of veggies raw, like, but raw but not but cooked not like, in there. No, my kids don't care for cooked vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll yeah. eat it raw. Yeah, they'll eat raw. They Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have to work on a little bit of psychology <laughs> there. You know, you may have to get a little carrot and a stick going on. You know, they're, all tactics have to be employed because, you know, I, I wish I could wave my magic wand or come over to, to either of your houses. And, <laughs> uh, oh, you can. With your kids right in <laughs> the shape. You absolutely can wave. Um, no. You know, but it really, it takes time and you know, they kind of, an encouragement for sure, but, mm-hmm. but they will. And, and I know both of you are, are food lovers and enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, a, a wonderful meal. And, and that's something that they'll certainly get from you. And, and, you know, so get, get them in the kitchen, get them working and, and learning and, and they'll be happy and you guys will be happy too, for sure. I'm curious to know, what could you eat every single day and never get tired of it? Wow, man, that is a good question um i do eat a ton of pasta but that's kind of comfort food for Mm -hmm, me you know being italian um but you know honestly um i swear i i fall in love with salads every time i Mm. eat them i don't know what because they get so varied Mm -hmm. and i could put different dressings and just do different things i mean you know so and I eat them and then I'm like, man, why don't I eat more salads? I find myself saying that a lot. And I, I know it's good for me too. So, you know, there, there's, there is that aspect where, you know, maybe it's not something that we super crave, but, but we know our body needs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain things like maybe I don't feel like eating super healthy at all, but I can tell that in some way my body needs certain oh, nutrients. Sure. Yeah, I can feel that a lot. In fact, I haven't been, just this morning, I was thinking, I haven't been taking my vitamins very well. And I was never a person who believed in vitamins, yeah. you know. But, yeah, my body will let me know, like, you're missing something, you yeah. know, kind of specific. Yeah. And, I, and I'll have to figure out what it is, you know. But, yeah, sometimes you crave, like, I need, you know, I need this vegetable yeah. or I need I need this thing. And I don't know what it is that's in it necessarily because I'm not... You know, my body is telling me right now that I need black beans and rice. Ooh, that does sound oh good. my god, stop! That we have to be sound... here for like hours, Heather. We <laughs> Maybe can't... some Maduro's <laughs> on the side. I'm you with you. What? I'm with we'll, you. Let's send him out of here and have him go cook <laughs> yes. something and come back. <laughs> okay, so I have another question for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my friends don't like to eat with me because they think that I judge their choices because I'm a health coach, mm-hmm. which I don't. Do you have people who are who don't want to eat with you because they think that you're judging their choices? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly get that quite a bit. Um, you know, especially if I'm over someone's house. Like, like I oh, wouldn't want to cook for him. No way. Right, no right, way. exactly. You guys say that, <laughs> but but really, all I want to do is you know go over to your houses and eat grilled cheese because. You know, to me, I would rather go over to somebody's house who who cooks and and you know, especially that's been cooking for their family and eat that kind of meal than go to a super fancy restaurant. But, but you know, for me, I, I can produce super fancy restaurant stuff in my own kitchen, so I don't always have to do that. Anyway. I would rather but, go to a super fancy restaurant yeah, than yeah. a friend's house any day. <laughs> oh, I love to go. To, I love to, to, to learn what people's favorite recipes are to make and, yes. and to eat whatever, like, Whatever is their special thing. Yeah. I, I love going out to eat because I, I enjoy not having to cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I like learning about the um, 
the recipes that people have handed down in their family. Yes. I remember one time we went over to a friend's house and I did not realize that they were going to be cooking this Puerto Rican oh, meal. Wow. And um, and it was so wonderful to listen to her talk about how her grandmother used to make this and now you know she learned how to make yes. it and you know it just made the food more delicious yes. mm-hmm. and you know you have to be willing to throw out your vegan diet and your calories and all of that stuff sure. and just enjoy the food mm-hmm. you know, but i love hearing about what people have have taken from their family and and like what is their thing to make yes i, I guess totally. that I, I like that too. That's really nice. But when I go out to like a nice place and I'm served something really spectacular, I'm looking at it and I'm going, "How do they do this?" Like to me, I, I think it's sauces. Like like I when I make if I'm gonna make chicken and vegetables at my house, it's gonna be chicken and vegetables. Right. You know? So like there's all these other things that they can do that make it special. So like when I go out somewhere really fancy and I get something really nice, I'm analyzing like how do they put this together? How did they select that this would be the right texture for the base, that this one should have risotto and this one should have like and this part should be creamy and then that goes over there, you know, and I like seeing how it's been put together. That's how I'm trying to learn, you know, like, huh, how did they do that? You know, and it's such an art to me. It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. I'm like, man, somebody did this, you know, like, and it's just impressive to me, you know. It is, and it's a lot of fun, and and they, you know, chefs spend a lot of time training and, and learning and developing and continuing to educate and evolving to go through that to be able to to create those wonderful things but but i truly believe with a little bit of practice and stuff that you'll be able to to produce some very comparable stuff in in your own home because really the best food is Mm -hmm. the simplest food you know you buy fresh good quality stuff with simple preparations and it's it's going to taste good it doesn't have to be super fancy um but it's it's always fun to be able to i really feel motivated to go like try to make Something. I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do too. That's I'm gonna. I'm, I'm looking about. forward to going to the to the farmers market. Yeah, finding something I haven't had before, and finding out how to cook it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, I'll do We're it. We, we do will it. report back. We will. Yeah, we I want to hear. I definitely want to hear back. We'll do a report. Yeah. So cool. I'm so happy that you were here yeah. today and that you came to talk to us and give us a little bit of an education on health as well as, you know, good food. Except I'm really hungry now. I am too. And Heather and I have to stay here for a long time and you yeah. get to leave and go make delicious food. Yeah. So I'm kind of If you want if somebody brought us food that would be That cool. would be lovely. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, next time we'll, we'll we'll set up some stuff for sure and, and we do when when things lighten up a little bit, we'll get together, maybe get some kids together and some cooking that. Would we'll be make so a good. we'll have a grilled yes. cheese competition. Okay, I'm down. Yes. All right. So That's down. on. That's happening. So That's down. happening. Maybe we'll video that and put that on Patreon. That'd be cool. fun. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be awesome. Justin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank it so has much, been an Chrissy. absolute pleasure. Heather, yeah. thank such you. a pleasure, Yay. you guys. It was fun. Yay. New best friend. Yay. New best friend. All right. Well, until next time, guys, um, check us out online. We'll do. Can you give us a recipe? We'll post a recipe. Yeah, totally. For something fun, something fun and local. Okay. We will put a recipe up on, on the page later today on the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we're going to do. That'll be nice. nice. All right. I like it. Thanks again, Justin. Love you guys. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things.
For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.